Lekut HaSich is Chelik Yudalad HaZinu Shabbos Tshuva. A fascinating Sicha where we're going to explore Shiras HaZinu. We know HaZinu is called a Shira. And the Rebbe is going to ask, why is it a Shira? If it seems to be something of a rebuke. And the Rebbe is going to shift our perspective of how we look at something, at anything that happens in the world. Do we see the Teichecha in it? Do we see the rebuke in it? Or do we see the Shira in it? Do we see the song in it? And a powerful lesson can be taken for everything in life. The Shida of Ha'azinu is among the songs that were sung by the Leviim in the Beis Hamikdash as a Shida on the carbon. Which means to say is that every day the Leviim would sing Shida. The Gemara brings this in the Masech Rosh Hashanah. Which capital, which chapter of Tehillim the Leviim would sing each day. We actually say this as Shir Shal Yoim every day in Davening. And then there was a time that also Shiras Hazinu was sung. And this is how the Rambam writes it in Hilchest Midum Musafim. The Musafi Shabbos and the Musaf of Shabbos. Shiras Hazinu during while the the Kayanim were offering the Musaf the carbon Musaf on Shabbos, the Leviim would say the Shira of Hazinu. The whole parsha, the whole shira, was divided into six chapters. Haziv Lach. Haziv Lach is an acronym representing the six sections. One started with Hey, then which is Hazinu. The next started with Zayin, Zechur Yemais Olam. The next started with a Yud, which is Yarkiveil Bamasi Oretz. The next was a Vav, Vayar Hashem Vayinots. The next was a a a, uh, a lamid lule kas oyev and then that the, the six was with a chaf kiyadn hashem amoy. That's Rashi's opinion. We'll see later that there's various different opinions. But the 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 Sazina uh, was divided in six sections, starting with hey zayin yud vav lamid chaf, and Ramam concludes kederech shekayrenu just like we read six different aliyos in Shul, on Shabbos Hazinu, it's the same division as it was divided in the Beis HaMikdash for the Leviim to read, to sing during the Musafim. Um, and that, and, and uh, it, they would, each Shabbos, they would read another one of the six sections, and after six Shabbosim, they would finish and they would start again. We have to understand the whole message, the theme of Shiras Hazinu is words of rebuke. As a matter of fact, the Rambam brings uh, uh, in Halacha Shiras Hazinu as something unique that it is uh, a Shira, a, a, a message of rebuke. Where do we see that in the Rambam? The Rambam says in the Chastvila. Anyone who goes up to the Torah, which means every Aliyah that's read in the Torah, has to begin with something positive, has to end with something positive, which is why sometimes we reread a second, uh, we, we reread a Pasik so that we end with something positive, or sometimes we add a certain Pasik to a reading so that the reading should always end with something positive. Avo Parsha Sazinu, the exception to this is Parsha Sazinu, which which you read the first Aliyah till this is the, the Pasuk. The Ramam then lists which sections, which Psukim we read for each Aliyah. And some of those Psukim end on a negative note. So the Ramam ends, concludes. Why do we end with these uh, uh, topics that are, that are rebuke or negative? Because they are rebuke, and it's meant to inspire the people to do tshuva. So therefore, as an exception to the rule, we read Hazinu and we end the aliyahs, we end the readings with negative, with negative psukim. Negative sounding psukim, not the positive sounding psukim. So we, so we see from this Rambam that Hazinu is a toichacha. 
Rebuke and song are very, very different. And more than that, are actually opposite ideas. How does something that's meant to be a rebuke turn into a song? So you're going to say, one second, Torah calls it a song. So the Rebbe addresses that in Sif Beis. That was the Torah refers to a Shira. Ramban. Ramban explains that. Number one, it's called a Shira because he didn't say it in a special, in a special tune, in a different melody. Also, it's written, if you look in the Torah, Parshas Hazin was written with pauses and spaces, as a shira is written. Because a song is written with pauses and spaces in those parts of the song where you're supposed to stop to sing. So therefore, because it's written like a song, and, there are, and it has its own unique melody, therefore, it's called a shira. But... A shira doesn't have to mean a joyous song. Since our moving as the shvetsu zagan has naturally about the time is that zinu nikivan osiris alavim emusfei shabbos. But just because it's called a song because it has a melody, or because there's certain pauses and, and when you that, that you that you stop when you when you sing it, that doesn't mean that it should then be turned into something that the levim should sing during the carbonus, which is supposed to be something that's joyous. As we can see, as we can glean from the other psukim that the Levim sang when the carbonus were being brought. Even though most of them are not written as a shira, they're not written in a song style like Hazinu or like Hazyashir. So then why are they used as a shira? No, their farvas, they are toichen is shira tzumebishn. But because their message is one of song to Hashem, praising Hashem, uh, that, that brings to joy. Let's say, for example, the first day of the week, Sunday, they would sing, the Eibishter uh, owns the world and everything that's in it. And the Gemara over there in Hashanah explains, Al-Shem Shekona, Vihikna, the Ebishter acquired the world. The Ebishter then gave the world to Adam Erishin. Vishalit Ba'ilami, but yet the Ebishter is the ruler of the world. So we're praising Hashem for creating the world. We're praising Hashem for ruling the world. Bizm Shir B'yem HaShabbos, and the last Shir in the weekly cycle is the Shir that we sing on Shabbos. Mizmer Shir L'Yoyim HaShabbos, a psalm, a song for the day of Shabbos. Which, as the Gemara explains over there, either liyoyim shekuli Shabbos, referring to a time uh, when Mashiach comes, when the world will cease to exist and everything will be Shabbos, worldliness will cease to exist and everything will be Shabbos, everything will be a a a a, a, a rest from worldliness. Other al shem sheshavas, or another opinion in the Gemara over there that the, that the liyoyim Shabbos. Re- we're, we're praising Hashem for resting on the seventh day after creating the world in six days. So we see, we see from day one to day seven, we're praising Hashem. We're, about, we're singing things about the greatness of Hashem. Similarly, what was sung at Mincha on Shabbos afternoon? Again, songs praising Hashem for helping the Yidin out of Mitzrayim. So you can call it a shira because it has song-like properties, but how does it become part of the repertoire of the joyful, uh, the joyful songs that the Levim are singing if it's a teichacha? And the truth is, in and even the words ashira azais is also not so understood. The targum says, the targum unculus says that th- th- these are words of praise. It's one of the ten songs that, that were sung to the Abishter in this world. The other nine on this list of songs that were sung in this world are songs of praise for the Abishter's kindness, revealed kindness that he's done in this world. Starting with 
a song for the day of Shabbos. When Shabbos came and protected him after he was expelled from Kanadin, after the Chet Tzadas came Shabbos and he felt protected, so he sang a song. Until the tenth song, which is going to be sung very soon. When we go out of Galus, all of these are songs of praise to Hashem. How does Hazinu fit into this? How does how do, how do Psukim, verses of rebuke and reproach, end up as in, in a list of nine other songs that are about the Abishtah's greatness and kindness? So this is our question. How does Hazinu become a Shira? How, does it, how is it something that is sung in the Besamikdash? By the Levium, if generally speaking they sang joyous things, and how, uh, why does the Torah refer to it as a Shira just because of the fact that it's written as a Shira? If it doesn't really fit in to the uh, the, the the idea of what a Shira normally is, in Siv Kimmel, the Rebbe is going to lay down the Nikuda of the answer, which we'll see later on in the Sikha is ultimately the answer, but. We're just going to start. We're going to still ask some questions. The Rebbe is going to explain that even Shira Sa'azinu has in it some very, very important positive um, things, positive promises, and therefore it's called a Shira. Uh, overall, it's referred to as a Shira because of that. The fact that the overall parsha is referred to as a shira, that is still possible to understand. La shira says, this shira, haftacham uvueres, begula asida, includes the promise of the gula asida, of the ultimate redemption. Vimavur besayf hashira, valderech zabit chilasa, as it is written in the, both in the end, as well as some references in the beginning of the shira, and therefore because it speaks about the Geula, because it has in it the promises of the redemption, therefore that is the, that is the part of the shira, that, of Hazinu, that's a song. So the fact that in over that generally speaking it's called Shira Sa'azinu, it's called a Shira, that makes sense. If you look in the beginning, you look at the end of the of the Shira, there are some very beautiful things that are said in the beginning, some very beautiful things we'll see later in the Sikha about the Abish's kindness, as well as the ultimate hope and prayer for and the promise for the Gula. However, but if it comes to the carbon musaf, this does not answer our question. Since by the carbon musaf, you do not recite the entire Shira Sazinu, nor yet and each of the six chapters or sections were read on a different Shabbos. Shisha Prakim Khulu Perik Bukhal Shabbos, as the Gimara says, as the Ramam brings, that it was six prakim, one perik per Shabbos, isn't it move on? So now it's still not understood. In the first chapters, where it speaks about the Abishr's kindness and goodness to the Yudin, as well as in the end, in the later Prakim of, of, of Hazinu, where the Abishr promises that he will not destroy the Jewish people, and ultimately they will, re, they will merit the redemption. So over there, we can understand the fact that this has properties of song, of joy. But the middle chapters, which speak about the, the, the descent, the downfall of the Yidin, and the consequences that are going to come, therefore, how could these chapters be referred to as a Shira and read read? individually on their designated Shabbos if you look at them and they are only uh, 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 words of rebuke that the Yidin are going to are going to the Yidin are going to become too comfortable and they're going to give up on Hashem that the Yidin are going to uh, uh, um, sin and fall and, and later the Abish is going to punish them etc etc So in Siv Dalid, the Rebbe is going to say, the Rebbe is going to bring that there's different, different opinions. I mean, the Rebbe is going to be Rashi and Rambam. But if you look it up, 
you will see that there's many different opinions of exactly how to break down Haziv Loch. We said in the beginning of the Sicha, from the Gemara, from the Rambam, that Haziv Loch, it's divided into six sections. One starts with a Hay, the next with a Zayin, the next with a Yud. So the first part starts with Hazinu, as obviously everyone agrees. Even the second part is Chayim, everyone agrees. But after that, it becomes, there are different opinions. The Rebbe is going to bring the opinion of Rashi and the Rambam. And the Rebbe is going to say, maybe according to the Rambam, there is at least, at least a, a, a touch of positivity in each of the six. Maybe that's what we call it a Shira, and the Rebbe is going to refute that as well. The fact that the parsha is divided into six, according to the uh, uh, according to the uh, signs, according to the letters, Haziv Lach, there are various different days, Umeham and amongst them. So we're only going to bring two of those days. According to Rashi, on the fifth, on the fourth Shabbos, which is the Vav of Haziv, Simen Vav von Haziv, they said from Vayar Hashem Vayinots. Biz simen lamid from loch until the, until the lamid was which is lulei chas oyev. Because that pedek that bloizer in the einus v'cholufridin that pedek discusses only the 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 punishment for the yidden when they fall uh, and they rebel. On keinze is echter fifth pedek late pidish Rashi the fifth pedek according to Rashi from lamid from the lamid of loch lulei chas oyev v'gemar biz chof kiyodin Hashem amoy until the pasuk. That starts with the words which as Rashi says, Moshe was was uh, warning them with words of rebuke, words of reproach. This shira serves as a witness when the punishment actually be, actually befalls them. So according to Rashi, both section four and five are pretty much negative. Either talking about the, the sins of the Yidin, the, the subsequent sins of the Yidin, or the punishment that follows. According to the division of the Rambam, is where it starts, but it goes a little bit further. It goes until the Pasuk Luchachmu versus Kailel dem Pasuk Lulichas Oyev Agur. So Lulichas Oyev Agur, which according to Rashi began day five, is included in day four according to the Rambam, section four. Now, he says in short, the Siba of Shlila Saklia. The Pasuk Lulichas Oyev Agur is saying that if not for the anger of the enemies, I would destroy you. In other words, David just says, because the enemies hate you, and if I destroy you, they are going to enjoy it, and they are going to take credit of it, credit for it, therefore, I'm not going to destroy you. Really, you deserve to be destroyed, but I don't want to make your enemies too happy, so therefore, I'm not going to destroy you. So, but, in the end, it's a siba for shlila saklia. It's a reason for why the Abishter does not destroy Yidin. So it mentions something positive. That the Abishar won't destroy the Yidin. According to the Ramam, the fifth section, is from the Pasuk Luchachmu Yaskiluzais until Kiasael Shemaim Yadi. Which includes the Pasuk, the Abishar is going to judge and he's going to forgive his servants. Bees, Kiasael Shemaim Yadi. Until I will lift my hands to the heavens, which include words, which these psukim includes words, words of consolation and salvation. None of the six sections contain only words of punishment or words of, re of rebuke. Even the two middle ones have some, some mention of something comforting. You have which ultimately means that Hashem is not going to destroy the Eden. And you have which are words of comfort. So it could be that even though the overall message of those, of those sections is negative, but because it has some positivity in it, we could still refer to it as Shira.
That's what the Rebbe is suggesting. Mela, according to Rashi, it's Mamish not understood. But at least according to the Rambam, there is some sprinkling of, of Shira-esque words in these, in, in, in section four and five. Avil became his move on, but the Rebbe refutes that. Nevertheless, it's understood that Echel does the Rambam is a bit maspik, as was all them taken from the Tzvei Parakam of Shira La Hashem. That would not be enough that these two sections should be referred to as a song to Hashem. Filonitim Perik Chamishi, even now the fifth Perik, which had actual whole psukim that referred to some, some words of comfort, because the lion's share of those psukim are actually words of rebuke. From the very beginning of and on, these are actually words of rebuke. So the fact that at the end there's some divri tanchumen doesn't make it into a song, a, a joyous song. And certainly not the fourth Perik, which is entirely words of rebuke. But from Lulekas Oyev, even the Pasuk Lulekas Oyev, which we said before, is talking about Hashem not destroying, is still truly a rebuke. As Blois to leave Kas Oyev, it's only because of the and the anger of the adversaries. David did not implement the, the, the I will destroy their memory, I will, re, I will annihilate their memory from humanity. In other words, David wants to do it, he doesn't do it because of the enemies. But it means he still wants to do it. So that's not, that's not happy. It, it, it's not getting done, Baruch Hashem. But it's not Ashira. So we still back to our original question. Even if you're going to refer to Ahazinu as a Shira overall, because of the positive messages that it contains, what about those weeks, those sections that have very, very little or no positivity? How can we call that a Shira? And how could the Levim sing that on those days, on those Shabbosim? The Rebbe in Sifei is going to make a comparison between the wording of the Rambam and, and the wording of the Gemara. The Rebbe is going to point out certain nuances that the Rambam uh, makes that are different than the Gemara. And based on that, the Rebbe is going, to, is going to tell us that the Rambam is teaching us something. And to give you a glimpse into what's coming, the Rebbe is going to prove from the Rambam that the Rambam sees the whole Shira Sahazinu, all six sections, as part of one big Shira. Deb is going to prove that from the words of the Rambam, and with that, it's going to answer our question why the whole Hazinu, even the parts of rebuke, are called a Shira, a song. We can answer this question and say that the Rambam actually addresses this in the precision of his wording. Here's the, 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 the words of the Gemara. What do they say? What do they say in the Musif of Shabbos? They would say the six sections of Azivlach. And Ravchanan said in the name of Rav, in the name of Rav. The way they are divided here by the Musif of Shabbos. That's how they are divided in Shul. Shabbos, Parsha, Sazindu. You have to read six aliyahs. You divide them exactly the way it was done in the Beis Amikdash for the Levim uh, at the Musaf of Shabbos. Is that in Ramam is a bit of However, the Ramam has the following lashon. In the Musaf of Shabbos, you say the Shira of Azinu. And it's divided into six sections. Just like we would read six aliyahs in Shul. And one section, one chapter is said every Shabbos. After six weeks, they would finish the whole Shiraz They go back to the beginning. So on the seventh week, they'd go back to Hazinu Hashemayim and, and, on, and onward. So Aleph the Ramam is Mishana. First of all, the Ramam makes two changes. First of all, the, the order. As the, the Ragwaner says that as it was done by Musaf on Shabbos in the Beis Amigdosh, that's how it's done in the Shul. That what's done in Shul imitates that which was done in the Beis Amigdosh. 
The Rambam says just the opposite. As the Chalukah Do is Kederech Shekenes of Esaknesses. That the Chalukah, the division in the Beis Amikdash, copies the way it's done in Shul. So what comes first, the chicken or the egg? According to the Gemara, the, 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 the Shul, the Kriyas Atoyra, copies the, the Levim in the Beis Amikdash. And according to the Rambam, the Levim in the Beis Amikdash copy what's done in Shul. That's one difference. Based the Lashon from Gemara Shechalukim, the Gemara says that the way it's Chalukim over, over here, that's how it's Chalukim in Shul. He says it's divided in, in the Beis Amikdash, the way it's read, not the way it's divided, but the way it's read, six people in the Shul. So why, why, what's the difference between Kairim that the Ramam says versus Chalukim that, that the Gemara says? So those are the two changes that Amma makes. Based at his Moisif. But in addition to that, that Amma makes two additions to the, the wording of the Gemara. In, uh, it says, you say Shiras Hazinu, and it's divided according to Haziv Lach. The Gemara only mentions the Haziv Lach and doesn't mention the, fa- the fact that it's called Shiras Hazinu. At the end of the Rambam, he says, After they finish the Shira in six weeks, you go back to the beginning, which the Gemara doesn't say. So the Rambam makes two changes and the Rambam makes two additions. So we can explain this by saying that the Rambam, by, by, by these changes and these differences, the Rambam is actually clarifying what is the concept of Shira Sazinu in Muslim of Shabbos. The Shira Shabbos is Nita Shira The individual sections that were sung each Shabbos were not an individual song. A separate chapter section of song that was by this individual Musif. Each of the Musafim of Shabbos, they would sing the whole, not, not all the Psukim, but whatever they sung was called Shira Sazinu, it was part of the Shira Sazinu. Yeah, they're Pedic and Shira Sazinu, every Pedic is all part of one unit, Shira Sazinu. Now the Din Shira Musa Shabbos, I think Gavra de Levim is a Pedic. The Din is that the people, who were singing, would only sing one Patek. But that one Patek is part of the overall one unit referred to as Shira Sazinu. The Yisaitim is a, as his Ein Tzivui of Allah Shisha Shabbosis. It's not six different, uh, six different commandments. It's one commandment to say Shira Sazinu that takes six weeks to, to implement. Underiber. Is the Ramam the Moisif who madgis for chilkim Moisel l'shisha prakim haziv loch kederech shekerim Moisel b'shisha b'vezeknesses? Therefore, the Ramam starts Shira Sazinu every single week. They read Shira Sazinu because even though it's only one pedik, it's still considered Shira Sazinu. Then the Ramam continues and it's divided into the six sections as it's done in Shul. The mitzvah they're madgis, mitzvah they're the mokim achaluka. The Ramam is not here to emphasize where they would stop and start. Nor biikir does his eight does his eight sivui clear. The Ramam is emphasizing that it's one instruction of read uh, to read. Pumkvim beisaknesses is kiren eisa eisa shisha, just like in Shul, it's read by six. As Melendi's ex-Prakmans in Kriya, the six different sections read as one Kriya Satayra. Al Derechzeh is the Amir ibn Musafi Shabbos, Mabes Amigdash. Similarly, is when it was said by the Levim in the Beis Amigdash, uh, during the Musa Shabbos, Ein Amir Ashira. It's one continuous song. Shira Sazinu. It's just that every Shabbos, another, another section is said. But it's really all part of the same thing. That's why the Rambam doesn't say Shechalukim, but Shekhoirim, because he's emphasizing the, the, the oneness of it. So the Rambam is saying, you read the whole Shira Sa'azinu. You read, not, I shouldn't say the whole. You read, whatever you're reading, it's called Shira Sa'azinu, even though it's only one Perik. And it's just like in Shul, it's one Parsha, one Sedra, one clear, so too, when you do it at, by, by the Levim and the Muslim of Shabbos, it's really one Shira, just divided into six sections. 
That's the explanation of why the Ramam adds the word Shira Sazinu. That's why the Ramam compares it to Shul and not vice versa. That's why the Ramam says Shekairim Shisha and not Shechalukim because he's trying to emphasize that it's really one thing. Und river and therefore, following this reasoning, when did you fulfill the, the mitzvah of saying the shira? When you finished it after six weeks. Because since it's all part of one song, if you're three weeks in, if you're four weeks in, you're still in the middle of the song. I mean, you've, you fulfilled your mitzvah for that week because the mitzvah is to read only a, a section of it. But you still haven't finished the song. And since Shira means not to say one random individual chapter section of Azivlach, as its own independent thing, we would think that it doesn't matter which Perik you say. If each one was its own song, then you could think, I could say anyone I want. When certainly, I wouldn't think that when I finish all six, I have to go back to the beginning. I can go back to my favorite part. No, but since that's not the case, not even Shira Sazinu, the goal here is to say the whole Shira Sazinu. Kula, Altsein Khativa, to say it all is one, one unit. Therefore, the Ramam concludes you got to go back to the beginning because it's one big, it's one long shira. So you, you finished after six weeks. You have to start again from the beginning in order to get all in order to get the shira again. So this explains the four points that I've made in the Rambam, the two differences and the two additions, and it now opens up. A new world for us. The Rambam sees Shira Sa'azinu. It's one long song. And therefore, as we'll see Vaitan in the Sicha, even the parts that are negative, they are still part of the Shira, and you could sing them as a song, a, a, a song of Simcha by the Levim during the Musaf of Shabbos, because even if the few psukim that are being said that Shabbos have negative connotations, but they're still part of an overall song, Shira Sazinu. And the Rebbe explains that in Sivav, the Nekudu from Gantz Pasha Sazinu, I'll say Shira. So let's first and foremost, let's see the whole Shira. In Siv Zion, we're going to break it down into the sections. But in Sivav, the Rebbe says, let's look at the whole Shira. How does the whole Shira, even the negative parts, play out as one long song? He's understood all the elements of the song, even the words of rebuke, where it talks about the sins and the punishments, they explain and they highlight not just that the Abishter is whole and that the Abishter, all of his ways are, 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 are just. Kela Munove Novel is an Abishter uh, that is trustworthy and that there's no evil in him. Sadik Vyashar, who is righteous and he is upright. Which is said in the beginning of the Shira, which is already beautiful things, beautiful praise of Hashem. But this does not yet uh, uh, um, trigger an open. A, 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 a open joy with words of song and thanksgiving, nor because you're talking about you're talking about that everything that Hashem does is just as righteous, but it still it still might feel like it's negative. So it's talking about a beautiful thing and it's words of praise of Hashem, but it does not yet bring out the ultimate joy of the Abishter. Nor as Alim or Rois from Eden, but as you read through the Shira. All the details, including the difficult ones, they highlight the fact as that all the events that occur with the Jewish people, even those that seem to be negative, is doing everything for one goal, one purpose. The ultimate redemption at the end of days. All of these things that are happening are actually phases in the ultimate st uh, 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 um, steps that lead up to the ultimate good, 
which is which is the geula, the redemption. When the Abister's kingship will be revealed to the world with the coming of Mashiach. So the Rebbe is explaining something very, very important over here. The Rebbe is saying, uh, in Sif, hey, was more of a practical thing based on the words of the Rambam, that the whole Shira Sa'azinu is one long Shira. In Sivav, the Rebbe is saying, how is it a Shira? Because even when negative things occur, even when there's Chatoim or Einshim, it's actually all part of a master plan. And the end of the story is the Geula. And chas if we if Yidin have to go through something negative, we cannot get depressed or dejected. We have to know that it's part of the Abister's plan and it's part of the Abister's goodness. It's all for the ultimate good. It's not that we want it to be to go this way. And if we can if we can skip it, we we, we, we would. But if chas v'shalom, we go through it, we have to know that it's part of the of, of the Abister's ultimate good. And therefore, it's, the, it's a shira. Therefore, it's part of a song. Because it's the low part that leads to the high part. Pun intended. In Siv Zion, the Rebbe is going to break down how each section is actually uh, um, individually connected to the shira of the to, to a shira and to the praise of the Abishter, and the Rebbe is going to connect this the shir shel yoyim on the six days of the week to the to the shir of the levim in the in the six prakim of haziv lach of shiras hazinu. Siv zayin. Chirav adizach nachbir. It still demands an explanation. Vasis dishaychas from their time. Vasis dichalok lishishas. Vasis tutuf deminyan shira. Still doesn't explain why it has to be broken down into six sections. In other words, we know that everything is for the ultimate good, but say, let, let, let's say it all together. Let's, let's say the whole thing, maybe break it into two sections. So you have, the, you have the good in the beginning, you have the good in the end, and that the, the, the middle part gets swallowed up in, in the good. Why do we break it down into six sections? Why is that the, the, the best way of singing this Shira to the Hebishter? So we can answer this question according to a more deeper level of understanding. As the Shira b'Mosafei Shabbos is behesem to the Shira b'Sheshes Me'ashavua, that the Shira, the song that were sung by the Levim during the Musaf of Shabbos, <coughs> are actually consistent with the Shira on the six days of the week. The Asbara and here's the elaboration. The Mizmeri Ashira b'Sheshes Me'ashavua, the songs that were sung during the six days of the weeks, Yem Rishon on the first day with Lashem Aretz is Lashem Aretz Meloya. The, 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 the world and everything that is in it belongs to Hashem. B'sheni, in the second day, God great is Hashem. And he is very, very praised. Speaks about things and, and, and uh, deeds, the Hashem's works, that highlight that reveal godliness into this world. In other words, it's all about the world. Which the Shir Shal Yoim has to do with, with, with the way the Abishah created the world and how it brings down a locust in the world. And Shabbos, when the Abishah rested, seized from his work, at this point, the godliness is higher than the work of Hashem, from creation, is Gilea Lukus, Demol, Tarbundimitere, Yisrael, Vizanacher, for Bribriya. And Shabbos, the revelation of godliness is more connected with the Torah and with Yidin as they supersede this world. So during the six days of the week, the days they created the world, the greatness of Hashem is about, the, is about creation. On Shabbos, the greatness of Hashem is about Torah and Yidin because they're higher than the world and Shabbos is higher than creation. And just like the song to Hashem about creation, there are six different psalms on the six days of the weeks, on the six days of the week, there's also six chapters of Azinu that speak about the revelation of the Abister's relationship with Ayid, and the relationship of Ayid with Teira, but thus is the Chaltech and Ashira, which really the Shira of Azinu is about the connection of Ayid and Teira. This Shira, which is referring to Teira, should be a witness 
to the Yidin. Or this Shira will serve as a witness that the Torah should not be forgotten from the Yidin. So we see that the Hazinu is really about the relationship of Yidin and Torah. So just like you have six six Mizmoirim, six Psalms, during the six days of the week that highlight the connection of the Abishter and Yidin, so too on on Shabbos, we're going to have six sections that highlight the relationship of the Abishter with, sorry, the six days of the week, the Abishter and the world, and on Shabbos is the Abishter and Yidin, and the and Yidin and the Teir. And the Rebbe is going to go through them based on the Gemara in Reish Hashanah. And the first day they would sing the uh, the Mizmer Chavdalad in Tehillim, which is La Hashem Aretzum Loya. Which the Gemara says is because on that day the Abister acquired the world, and the Abister became Hikna. Hikna means he, he, means he acquired the world. Hikna means he gave the world to us. and he rules the world. This is what happened on day one. They the, the, the very genesis of creation. Which the theme is that the, the world belongs to the Abishter. Unet is their shalat and he is the ruler of the world. So that's what we that, that's what we say on Sunday. Similarly, in the first section of Azinu, which speaks about Yidin and Teira, which the Pasakish Yarev Kamata Likhi, my teachings will drip upon you like rain. So Rashi explains, I'm, I'm teaching you Torah, which I gave to the Yidin, which the Torah is the life of the world. So we see from over here, referring to the fact that the Yidin have Torah. So just like on Sunday, we, speak, we, we sing about the Abishter and, and, and the world. Similarly, in Hazin, we speak about the Abishter and, 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 and Yidin and Torah. And as it is written in the end of the Pedic, of the first Pedic of Azinu, who Avicha Kanecha, he is your father, your creator, who he made you and he established you, as the existence of Yidin are connected with the Abishter. So, so the, the, the genesis of creation is on Sunday. The genesis of the relationship of the Abishter and Yidin, which is through Teira, is said in the first Pedic of Azinu. Bishani, then you have a Monday, Great is Hashem and praises Hashem in the city of our God and the in, in his holy mountain. So the Gemara explains on Monday the Abyssin divided his works. That's on the, the second day when the Abyssin created the Rokia, the heavens, and separated the heavens from the earth. And the Abishter ruled over the world. Day one was the Abishter owns the world. Day two shows the Abishter is king over the world. The impact of Hashem and the revelation of godliness into the world. So to parallel this, we have in the second section of Azinu, the Abishter gave inheritance to the nations, but he designated their borders according to the numbers of the Yidin, because the, because the nation, his nation, the Yidin, are the choicest portion of the Abishter. This period discusses how Yidin are unique from all the other nations. Because the Abishter accepted, because the Yidin accepted upon themselves the Abishter's Teda, the Abishter's kingship, and the yoke of divine service. And also speaks about the, the abundance of kindness and goodness that the Abishter does for Yidin, which goes back to God, the greatness of Hashem and the great praise of Hashem. So and, and on Monday, when the Abishter becomes the king of the world, is we sing about how the Abishter is the king of the Yidin. How the, how the Yidin are the favorite portion of the Abishter. And the Abishter does incredible kindness for Yidin. Now we go to day number three. That the Abish, that Elikim stands in the congregation, in the, in, uh, which, in the congregation of Hashem, in the gathering of Hashem, and the Abish there is in judgment. At this point, we're already talking about severity and concealment. Let's let's let, let's 
continue into the brackets. First of all, in general, elikim is an encasement and a shield or a sheath over the name over Shemavaya. Havaya is on the inside. Elikim covers it, protects it. A sun and its case and its sheath is Hashem Elikim. The sun is Shemen, Shemesh. The sun is Havaya, the brightness, the light. And Elikim is the Mogin. Which is why Elikim has the same numerical equivalence as, the same numerical value, sorry, as the word Hateva, nature, it's number, the number is 86, because that is mastered after the from Shemavayah, because nature covers up on the light of Hashem that is above nature. So when you, when you, look, when you look at the world, you see nature, you don't see godliness, because nature is, is, is covering up over it. So because, because it's the mugging, because it's the sheath, it's the encasement of Havayah. So first of all, that, that's one level. The fact that it says Elohim, is we already know we're talking about we're about halim about concealment, but in addition to that is the smudgish and the pasik. It's it's emphasized in this specific pasik. explains why we say this pasik. because the Abishter revealed the earth on day three. The Abishter created. The, uh, the, 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 the things that grow, the grass, the trees, the flowers, etc. So the Abishter revealed Eretz, he obviously revealed the earth with his wisdom and prepared a world for people to live on. On this day, there was the revelation of things that previously were concealed. Almodizgalia means the world of revelation. Almodizgalia means the world of concealment. Which very often is compared to the, the, the yam, the ocean is called Alma Discasia, because everything that's beneath the, beneath the ocean is concealed. The, the earth is called Alma Discalia, the world of revelation, because it's on this world that everything is, is, is visible. You, come, you go outside, you see, you see what's out there, you see what's above the surface. The creations that are in the world of concealment are are totally in a state of submission to their source, like fish in the water that, that are dependent on the water. But in Almadiz Galia, in the revealed world, the, you don't see the source anymore. It goes away from its source. The source is concealed. And therefore what's revealed is the earthliness. And the source of it, the, 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 which is, which is the, uh, the source of life, the godliness is concealed. It's called Almadiz Galia. But what are you seeing? You're seeing, you're seeing the most the most materialistic aspect of it. The spirituality of it is still concealed. So when we speak about the Kim Nitzavadaskel, and we speak about the fact that this is the day that Almodiz Galia, the revealed parts of the world, were were created, we're basically saying that the Abishter, that this is the day of concealment. Similarly, in the third part, section of Azinu, we speak about how Yidin experienced the concealment of Elokos until we get to the end where it speaks about the, how you, you forgot the Abishter who formed you. Meaning to say, we, the Yidin are experiencing the Abishter in a state of concealment. They forgot, they, they are removed from the Abishter. But if he on the fourth day, how you aim him, the, the, the capital tell him, that starts off with the words, the Abishter is the Abish, a vengeful Abishter. Shabaracham, so the Gemara explains, Shabaracham, all of honor. That was the day the Abishter created the sun and the moon. The Asid, what does it mean? Kel Nakamais, the Asid, The Abishter is ultimately going to punish those who worship the sun and the moon. He created the sun and the moon to give light to the world. So those who turn it into a deity are going to ultimately be punished. Basim Lazer. So, on, uh, similar to that, so in the fourth chapter of Azinu, we say the the punishments of the Yidin. On the fifth day, we would say the chapter that starts with, let us sing to the Abishter, our strength, let us sound the shofar to the God of Yaakov. We're already going into a, uh, an area of song and praise. 
So in the fifth section of Hazinu, we start to read the words of Tanchum and the words of comfort and the good things that were going to ultimately occur to the Yidin. What does bring to Haninu, which also brings to Haninu. Haninu is actually in the sixth section, but it is the Dibri Tanchum that lead to the Haninu of the next section, which is consistent with the Haninu that's being said on the Hamishi. On the sixth day, we would say the Abister is king. Abister is going to be king. He's going to be dressed uh, 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 in, in, in strength, which is referring to the time of the coming of Mashiach. And, and in parallel to that, we say in the sixth section of Azinu, by the Geula, which was demo, but Melchusik, so like as Baruchu and his Galavenement and constant take of ways, which is when the Abishur's kingship will become revealed with all of its strength and glory. So what we see over here from these la- from, from, from this up until this point is that it's not just that it's not just that we divide it into six random sections, but each section is consistent with another element that is connected to another one of the six days of creation. And it is each part, each, each of these six parts, as they come together cumulatively, they create the ultimate song for Hashem. The Abishter, the Abishter gave us Teda. And the Abishter chose us. So even though sometimes the Abishter, the Abishter is concealed from us, and the Abish has to punish us, but nevertheless it leads to Tanchumen, words of Tanchumen, until we're going to sing Aninu Goy Mamoy, and the Abish will become our king, and the Abish will take us out of Golos, and his kingship will be revealed. It's a story of chapters, that each, each of them leads to the next, but, and together they form this most beautiful song. Now that I add something else. We keep on focusing on the fact that Shiras Azinu is six sections of one song. That I was going to say, but since we're, we're, we're comparing the six sections to Shir Shalyoim, to the songs that were said during the days of the week, it must be that those six kapitlach are also really part of one song. As It came to teach us something, but instead you can derive something from it. Just like the six sections of Azinu form one, one complete song. So to these six or seven songs that were sung uh, on the six days of the week, are not individual songs. Ashir miyuchat for yadin tag with its unique song for each day. They form all together. They form one song. The fees that for iskumen, and therefore, according to this, this would this would lead us to understand. But again, the mshir should be emanavi kelim nekamas Hashem. Then when we sing on day number four, the abister is an abister of, of vengefulness. And day four, the abister created the sun and the moon, and ultimately the abister is going to punish those who worship the sun and the moon. We're not singing about the fact. That the Abish is going to punish the idol worshippers. It's a song that's part of the six or seven days of the week. The fact that the Abish is going to punish the idol worshippers is, is part of the fact of the revelation of the Abish's ultimate kingship. Because a person can ask, what is so song, song worthy that Abish is going to punish people? No, no, no. It's not that that's not singing that the Abish is going to punish people. The fact that the Abish is going to punish the idol worshippers is a is an element within the revelation of Hashem's kingship, and that's the song. We're singing about the fact that the Abish's kingship is ultimately going to be revealed, and everything that includes, including the fact that those who rebel against Hashem will receive their consequences. So this answers the question. The original question, Shira and Teichach, how do they get along for Kert? The whole Teichach is really actually a Shira. It's all part of one long song that is that is praising Hashem and telling us that even the, even, even the, the negative events are actually part of uh, um, the Abishar's greatness and the Abishar's praiseworthiness. In Sif Ches, we're going to now uh, shift our focus to Shabbos Tshuva. How does this all, this whole beautiful understanding of the Shira that, that is also a Teichach or the Teichach that is also a Shira, how does it tie into Shabbos Tshuva?
Many years, as, as we are doing in this year, Shabbos Parshas Hazinu is read on the Shabbos of Aseris Mitshuva. So according to this, we could say that it's not just Hazinu connects to Tshuva, but we stop in certain places to inspire the people to Tshuva. That generally speaking, it, it, it is words of rebuke that bring to tshuva, and that's a general connection. But in Hazinu, we're going to find a connection specifically to the Aseris Tshuva and to Shabbos Tshuva, not just to the idea of tshuva, but specifically to that which is done during these days, and and even more specifically on Shabbos of Shabbos of, of Aseris Tshuva. And the Rebbe explains the difference between the tshuva during the six days of the week versus that of Shabbos is in them as we miss Achel the tshuva is the Aved of tshuva tata during the six days of the week it's at the lower level of tshuva umayma Shabbos but Shabbos is is tashev Shabbos itself has the same words as return is the Aved of tshuva yilah this takes you to the higher level of tshuva which the Rebbe will explain in one moment what's the difference. Even though in a more general sense, this this is the difference between the rest of the year versus the Seris Mitshuva. As Bechol Yimei Shoshana is Bechol Yisrael 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 Necessarily, the days of the week versus Shabbos, it's the days of the year versus Aseris Mitzvah. But it is explained in various different places in Chassidus. But on Shabbos Shuvah, you have both. You have Sai, it's, the, it's, it's a Shabbos, and Sai, it's an Aseris Mitzvah. So that's the ultimate Tzuvah If you compare the days of the year to, 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 to Aseris Mitzvah, Aseris Mitzvah is Tzuvah If you compare the days of the week to Shabbos, Shabbos is Tzuvah So if you have Shabbos in Aseris Mitzvah, that is the ultimate Tzuvah How, what is the, the, the main difference between, or the, or the, Visible difference in the person's own uh, experience between tshuva tata tshuva ilah. The lower level of tshuva comes from the broken heart, from being crushed, which is connected with 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 bitterness. And the higher level of tshuva is done through intense joy. So this idea, now that we understand that the ultimate tshuva tshuva ilah is done with joy, this connects to shiras azinu. On the one hand, it includes ideas that are rebuke and reproach in order to bring, uh, to return the people, to bring them back with teshuva, with repentance. On the other hand, Azino is referred to as a song. And the Levim would say it as a song over the carbon. Together with musical instruments. It was specifically joy. It wasn't just a song. It was a joyful song. Which is why we, the Gemara tells us that when we say Shira, it should be done together with wine. Because it says that wine brings joy. And the shira is supposed to be something of something that's joyful. So much so that according to one opinion in the Gemara, how do we know that there's a concept of shira of singing songs to Hashem? It's learned from the Torah. That, the, that well, this is in the Parshas Kisavay, where it speaks about the negative consequences that will befall the Yidin. And it says that why does this happen? Because we did not serve Hashem with joy and with gladness of heart. So the sages learned from this what type of what is the Aved? How do you serve Hashem with your heart? Which is done with joy. Have aim as a shira. That's a, that's shira. That's a song. So from this we learn that's that 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 shira. That that, that, that the shira has been atayda. That's how the Gemara and Arakin over there learns that you see shira manatayda from the fact that it's a simcha. What do we learn from that here in this sicha? That shira is connected with joy. When we call it a shira, it has to be joyful. So we see over here on the one hand, Azinu has. Hazina has areas of rebuke because it's trying to be yidden to teshuva, but it's a shira. It's being done b'simcha gedayla, which is tshuva ilah, which is the Shabbos of Seres Mitshuva. Their beer now. A shira says in yana tshuva ilah. 
This idea that hazinu is tshuva ilah, it's tshuva, but with joy. This is consistent with the basic theme of the parsha. The commandment that Moshe gave to write this shira is given. This shira should serve as a witness. An edus of Tero Mitzvah, a witness that the Abishter gave Tero Mitzvah. Thus, he says, the shira to tuf ba'idin dem kiyum v'chais and gans Tero Mitzvah. Meaning to say that this shira serves as a as a uh, as a as a motivation and as a uh, um, to give a chayis to give a vitality in the fulfilling of tero mitzvahs. And this is seen in the following fact that even though when it says now you should write for yourself this shira, the chacham and the chazal learned that this is a mitzvah to write the entire tera. A safer tater. When Desveg and Drictos Uis Tater with Loshna Shida Azais, nevertheless, the Tater refers to it as a song. Which simply refers to this Shida as Azinu. Well, the Shida is the Eidus was Gitim Kim Chais Nikansa Tater. Because this Shida Azinu is what inspires and motivates a Yitadu Tater Mitzvah. In other words, the, the, the term Shida has, has two connotations. Uh, n- number one, it refers to the whole Torah, which is why the mitzvah is to write a Sefer Torah, but more basically it refers to Hazinu. So in, in a sense, the Shira Hazinu is a Shira that represents the whole Torah and inspires and, and motivates and gives a Yid Achayis in the fulfillment of Torah mitzvahs. The Yishleimah. And let's go a step further. Adas says, Eich angedaita denem vaskan Shira Hazinu uskishtot nein parsha. The, which is this is emphasized in the fact that the whole azinu, both the 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 the, uh, the ups and the downs, are all included in one parsha. Un in ein kapitel, it's in one it's in one chapter, one parak. Kapitel amidveis, which is actually the thirty second chapter of Dvarim. Versus merame is kapitel lev, which lev means the heart. It's the heart of chumash Dvarim, and in a sense the heart of the Torah. Versus merame is of Gan's Torah, and we know that the word lev. Represents the whole Tater. Kiduah's Tater. Hepsichamit abeis bereishis and endes dikimat alamid. The word lev is spelled lamid beis. The Tater begins with a beis bereishis. The Tater ends with a lamid leinikol Yisrael. So, the fact that this entire hazinu is part of one pedic, pedic lamid beis, tells us that there's something here that is connected to the whole Tater. This tells us that the Accomplishment of this shira is like what the what the heart does for the person. Just like the whole body is dependent on the heart, so to the whole teira is dependent on the shira of azinu. Thus, the life from the ganze teira. It's the heart of the entire teira. So let's just let's just uh, 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 sum up very very quickly over here. The connection to, to, to Shabbos Tshuva. We said that Shabbos Tshuva is Tshuva, tshuva Ilah, which is Simcha. And we said that Hazinu represents Tshuva with Simcha. But in, and, and in addition to that, the, the, at a more basic level, Hazinu is connected to the whole Torah. Hazinu is the aid, the witness that, in, that encourages Yidin to fulfill the Torah. Hazinu is the Chayis, the, 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 the Shira that is connected to the whole Torah. Hazinu is the lave, the heart of the entire Torah. So therefore, we see now the connection between Hazinu and Tshuva Ilah, fulfilling the fulfilling Ayit, fulfilling Torah mitzvahs with the Simcha that is necessary. So this concept that that the Torah, the Hazinu, encourages Ayit to to keep Torah mitzvahs. This is connected with Tshuva. And specifically, tshuva ilah, but mainly tshuva gashmius meavedis, which doesn't just mean a practical tshuva from transgressions. That aderech in avedis Hashem tshuva ilah is a pathway in serving Hashem as an avedis lahashiv as an avedis the mekedah v'shosha that he serves Hashem to return his soul to its source, to its roots uladavka boy, and to cleave and to connect to its source. But tshuva gitam kiim v'chayis naravedis from teiru mitzvus. Tshuva gives him the sustenance and the life force that he should serve Hashem in a way that his deeds become good deeds 
and illuminating deeds. This brings the redemption, the, the, the personal redemption for every yid. To the shlemus gemarch simetayu v'yemekipurim and every yid merits the ultimate, complete, uh, uh, um, see, uh, being sealed for the good for yemekipur and adeza to the regula akolos and this leads to the general gula the gula mitzvah v'ashlema v'zdemol v'zayin shir chadosh l'shanzocher which when Mashiach comes we will sing a new song in the masculine agula nitzchisin achre agolos which refers to the ultimate gula that is not followed by any other golos made of mamish made be speedily in our days. So we took we took a a a a a, a, a parsha sazinu, which has very very difficult psukim, and very hard to understand. There's a lot, a lot of rashi's on hazinu, and a lot of it is negative. It's talking about what could happen to the yidden when they when they fall, when they become too arrogant, too haughty, and the punishments and the consequences that befall them. And we transformed it into something that is the most beautiful song, a song that speaks about that everything that comes to neighbors is for the good. And the fact that, that, that the knowledge of what could happen actually leads us to tshuva, brings us to repent, and it strengthens our kiyumatei of our mitzvahs, and it brings the ultimate geula, our personal geula, and the geula of the world. May we merit to, to, to be able to fulfill this tshuva ilah. May we have chayis and teiru mitzvahs, and may this bring the geula, amitzvah vashlema, the geula she'enach re'agolos, b'mheira v'yameinu mamash. Gemara chesim everyone. Should be a good event, Stuart.